Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Tampa, Florida, it's time for Tampa Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Welcome to Tampa Business Radio. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast owner with SalesBuzz.com, Mr. Michael Padone. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, Michael, before we get too far into things, tell us about Sales Buzz. How are you serving folks? Well, what I do is I, I help inside sales teams overcome their call reluctance. You, you know, listen, selling by phone, whether you're getting inbound warm leads or if you have to do the old traditional straight-up cold calling, uh, it can be very challenging, right? So I, I show them a very simple, easy, step-by-step process to follow, get some much better results, takes the fear of the phone away, and they start making more money so everybody's happy. So is it a fear of the phone or is it a fear of the person on the other side of the phone? <laughs> what, it, what, it, what it really is, is people don't, you know, they go into sales, they want to make money, right? That should be the number one reason why you go into sales, right? It shouldn't be, I don't want to hear that, hey, I'm a people person, this and that, because there's a lot of other professions that you'll have a better time with interacting with people, right? So, but the thing is, this for sales, I mean, you really want to make a lot of money. And the only way to make a lot of money consistently in sales is by putting the other person first, knowing that, you know, the more people you help get what they want, the more money you'll get back, right? So you got to go in with that. But even with that right mental attitude, where the fear comes from is when the rejection starts to pile up, you know, the, their motivation wanes. So then, then maybe they'll go and listen to a motivational speaker or a motivational, you know, audio book or whatever. And that's great. You should do that. Uh, but again, if you're, if you're following the wrong process, if you've been taught the wrong techniques and, and you're out there day to day and you're not getting the results, eventually that, that that fear is just going to creep back in because listen, you can only get hit in the face so many times before you just don't want to get in the ring anymore, right? Well, so, so that's and to me that that's where the fear ends up coming from is the, is the is the failure to meet the the minimum acceptance of success that you're after, and that's where it comes from. Now, what's an example of the wrong kind of sales training? Well, being a captain winged is is well, is sales training or the wrong sales process, right? Well, the sales the sales the sales process. Let's talk about sales process. Yeah, I mean, for, well, first of all, most salespeople are Captain Wingets, right? And and some of them, there's a very few salespeople in the world that have this natural ability to where they just know what to say in the heat of the moment, right? They, they call it the gift of gab, things of that nature. Uh, and I actually had that, you know, um, you know, I still have that, right? But what I found is that most people don't. And and then the problem, the problem is this. You ever, you ever see an organization that where their top salesperson, they just, they were like the Midas touch and then they promote them to be the sales manager and they fail miserably. I mean, we've all seen that happen, right? Yeah. That's the a common. Reason, right. It's, it's very common. And, and, and the reason why that happens is this is they just knew what to say, but they didn't know how to explain to, or to pinpoint to their team. They would just say to them, Hey, in this situation, say this. And then, they would try to replicate it, but they would use certain techniques in the wrong situation that seems similar and get disastrous results. Now everybody's frustrated, right? So the, the thing is, this is you really need to boil it down to instead of being a captain wing it or just kind of going by the seat of your pants, when you actually map out the sales process, it's, it's the same at today as it was 2000 years ago. The sales process has literally not changed. And and people are really shocked when I say that because they go, 
oh my God, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. There's social selling. Uh, prospects still have, they have more access to information than ever before. And I'm like, yeah, that's all true. But guess what? Back in the 80s, when everybody was cold calling, your prospects had information. It was called the, the yellow pages, right? Now they go to Google. Even if it's an inbound warm lead, you still have to follow the same process as if it was a cold call. It's the problem is that most people don't know what that process is. And so they, they, they try a technique from here. They try a technique from there. It works every once in a while. But when it doesn't, when it, when it fails more often than not, they get frustrated. Then they leave. They go to another job. There's heavy turnover. And it's a mess. Now, as part of your sales training that you offer, does that help um, the customers or the companies um, with retention because it, it, it kind of eliminates some of that turnover because they have an effective process now? Yeah, I mean, nobody ever says, I need to quit here because I'm making too much money. Right. So, so, so I'm going to go ahead and show them how to make more money. And, and then obviously if there's the only other reason why somebody would leave, if there's a problem internally with the organization or management, right. But that's not something that's in, in my control. So, so the companies I help and the individuals too, by the way, you know, I have a soft spot for individual sales rep who invest in themselves and they, and they want to get better, but sure. My, my focus is on the companies uh, where, you know, if I show their team exactly how to follow this process, it's adaptable to their, their, what they sell, they start using it. Everybody, it's a win-win. You know, people start sending more appointments. They start getting more deals in, uh, and 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 the pipeline's looking good. Everybody's happy. Now, does the process typically break down at that first call, or or can it break down later on? Like maybe they're good at that first call, but they're not good at um, closing the sale, or they're not good <laughs> at supporting the customer once they are a customer. It it breaks down before they ever make the first call. That that that's the critical step right there. That's where most people go wrong it's before they ever pick up the phone. And it's because they don't know exactly what their objective is. If if you take a if you try this exercise next time you're you're meeting with like a sales director or whatever, have them go to their team. Let's say they have a team of ten sales reps. Ask them in the morning meeting. Okay, you're about to make your first call. What's your objective? You got 10 sales reps, you're going to get like four or five different answers, and that should be a problem because that means nobody's on the same page, right? So it starts where before they, they don't even know what the objective going is. Is One person thinks it's this, another person thinks it's that, and somebody else has another opinion. And, and it's, it's, it's just, I mean, how are you going to scale and grow effectively if you have the, the people on the front line all think they have a different objective? So it all starts with before the call. That, that's where it really goes wrong. And that's where it could go right too, though, by the way. I mean, once, once, you, once, once the sales team hears from somebody uh, that has a proven background and time and time again, over and over showing them that this works. I mean, it's not pie in the sky. It's not theory. It's very simple to follow, very adaptable. They, they learn a few simple things before they pick up the phone. And now once they put those into place, they go try it. It works. Now all of a sudden, you know, call reluctance goes down, talking volume goes up. Everybody, again, everybody's happy because it's working for them. Now, is this uh, uh, sales training, is it industry agnostic? Does it work as well in uh, professional services as it would in manufacturing? Yeah, I mean, why? my question is why wouldn't it, right? So I, I think there's a lot of people that say, well, you don't know anything about my industry or we need custom sales training. I'm going, okay, well, let, let's find out. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But I'm thinking this. I mean, you know, when your sales team calls, no matter what industry you're in, do they hear no thanks, no shit, we're all set? When they get a gatekeeper on the phone, is the gatekeeper putting their calls through or are they getting blocked? You know, when they get voicemail, are they getting callbacks or are they hearing crickets? When they get a, you know, so the thing is this is chances are no matter what industry you're in, those are, those are sales problems. I think most 
companies probably do a really good job of onboarding and explaining what their what their offering is and who their target audience is right we could always be a little bit better in that area but for the most part i think that you know they, they do a good job of onboarding the problem isn't isn't the product knowledge or the service knowledge it's they don't have a system for selling and that's that's the problem every no matter if you're selling software or you're in manufacturing logistics they all have the same thing in common when it comes to sales everybody's having a hard time getting the decision maker on the phone and when they do, they're blowing it within that first 15 or 30 seconds. And then they hear, well, send me some information or follow me next month. And then they never get them on the phone again. Now, what about the people who say, oh, we have a complex sale. This is not, you know, there's got to be, there's a big bureaucracy. I got to sell through multiple people in the organization. It's just not that simple to just pick up the phone and then call somebody and then buy from me. Well, so the thing is, this is, so if you have a complex sale, don't you even need better sales skills? You do, right? Right, right. Yeah. And um, so, 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 with that being said, I mean, you need to know that stuff. And 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 the, and the challenge is this: is that you know, one, your expectations. Nobody's expecting you to pick up the phone and cold call an account and land a million dollar contract on one call. But if that's your job is to land million dollar contracts, you better know how to get that person on the phone, how to engage with them, how to ask the right questions. Part, by the way, part of qualifying is once you once you've got established what I call problem recognition, which is a real key. This is what most salespeople don't realize. Uh, the, the number, one of the first things they have to do is they have to establish problem recognition. I'm happy to get into that in a little bit. But once they get that, they're going to have to identify their prospect's role that 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 person plays in that organization. One of the biggest mistakes salespeople make is they assume somebody's a decision maker based on their title. Yet you could take ten companies that are all your target audience and contact the person with one title across the board, and each one of those companies might have a little bit different of a purchasing process. One company, that's the person with that same title, can handle the sale from A to Z, where another company has 10 other people that have to be involved, and then you can have everything in between. That's why you need a system in place that you know that I gotta get the conversation started, once I get problem recognition, I now the next step is to identify my prospect's role in the decision-making process and then what to do if there's multiple people or a lot of people or nobody. It's just them, right? So that's all part of knowing how to sell and being in the moment. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Tampa Business Radio, and today we're visiting with owner of SalesBuzz.com, Mr. Michael Padone. Michael Stone-Payton here with Business Radio X. I've been listening to your conversation with Lee and uh, a question comes to mind about working with the sales manager. And the reason I'm asking is it does occur to me that uh, you could run the risk if you don't get the sales managers bought into these processes that they'll untrain them quicker than you can train them. <laughs> is there any truth to that? Well, the thing is this, is when it comes to a sales manager, I my viewpoint is I want them part of the training because it, these my first of all the sessions I do right and just just for any sales training right but especially the ones that I do that's all done live online but they're one hour interactive sessions a week so somebody will log in they'll get the training for that week that they need but then I'm going to give them and their team an assignment to work on you know for for the rest of the week and when a sales manager is involved that's really going to be helpful but you got to understand usually when somebody's coming to me it's right before they want to avoid having uncomfortable conversations right with their with their team I and mean, it could be the other way too if it's a small business it could be a manager or director reaches out to me because maybe his team or her team is not hitting their numbers and they don't want the uncomfortable conversation coming from above 
with that being said, I've been in sales for a long time. There's nothing that I teach that I think that anybody that's in a sales management role is going to disagree with because of the way that of the process that I teach them. But yes, you want them to be involved in the process because once they are involved, then they can hold the other people accountable. And, and sales managers and directors, they already have a lot on their plate. I mean, they're in, usually they're involved in the hiring, the day-to-day task management, the, you know, the, the forecasting. You know, sometimes they're gonna. Have, there's very little time to, to actually train somebody who's struggling. And so that's another reason why you know what what we do helps so many companies because it's a it's a turnkey system where you can put them through and get the basics. I call it B two B selling, like business to business selling is a play on words, but it's really back to basic selling. Where some people that have been selling for 15, 20 years are they either need a reminder or they never even knew some of this stuff. And they just get back to basics, learn the simple process. I mean, you would think learning how to qualify is, is you know, everybody should know. And most people don't know how to do it the right way. So now walk me through what this training looks like. So say my organization needs help in this area. Um, I want to try this. On, it's online, right? The whole process. Yeah, it's, it's real simple. I mean, so I do this. So I've been, okay, let's just back up for a second. Technically, what I offer is a one-day training program, right, because there's eight one-hour sessions. But here's the thing. I don't do all the training in one day, and I don't do all the training in one day for two reasons. One, most companies don't want their entire team off the phone losing production for a whole day, right? That's the first reason. But the other reason is this. Most salespeople, myself included, I mean, we have the attention span of a goldfish, right? I mean, anything longer than an hour, we're just going to lose focus. I don't know if you guys have ever been in one of those all-day training events before. If you have, I'm sure you learned some great stuff. You come back on a Monday, you're all pumped up and excited. But where's the team by Thursday? I mean, like everybody's like back in their bad habits and routines again, right? Right. So so knowing that, to answer your question, when I decided to start this company – what I did is I took the traditional one-day training program and I broke it up into what we call single concept focused learning. So it walks down a path, right? It's like a step-by-step process. So it, first of all, if I haven't said it already, it's all done live online. These are one-hour sessions. Everybody, whether your team is under one roof or whether you have a remote team, they all log in individually. They'll have their own username and password. They log in at a particular time during that week. They're going to see me live video. They're going to ask. They can ask questions. Sure. More importantly, I'm going to be asking them questions. I'll put them in real world scenarios and situations. And and here's the thing. They all get to use the chat box and the polling tools to submit their answers. I don't care if they get it right or not. That's not why I'm doing it. When, when, when I ask a question, or I put them in a scenario. They get to hear me. They get to see me. They get to see what's on the screen. They have to think and re- read and react in real time. And that's what I'm after. So what will happen is it's very interactive. They'll submit their answers. By the way, Nobody else can see their answers but me, not even their own coworkers. That's a real important part because salespeople, they're supposed to have thick skin, but nobody likes to be wrong in front of their peers, right? Sure. So I let them know that when you submit an answer, only I see it. So what it does is it encourages them to participate more. I'll read off the answers. I won't say who says what. But then I just go, okay, let me show you a better way on how to solve this. And we just jump right on in. I show them a better way. Before you know it, the one hour is up. They have new sales skills to learn or to use, rather, I should say. They log off the webinar, pick up the phone. They put it to practice. They see it works. They start getting better results. But then what I want them to do is use that, what they just learned in that one-hour session. I want them to use it for the, the remaining of the week. And then next week they come back and we lay the next piece on top. And that's how it rolls over an eight-week period. And then, so that's just for my organization. You're not doing multiple organizations at the same time. 
No, I do multiple organizations at the same time. I mean, unless you have a large group, like I have, I have 3M, right? That's I'm training like 250 to 300 uh, people. There's that's private training. Some of the other large corporations I do my enterprise stuff. I'll do privately because they're they're buying out the whole room. But I also have that same training. You know that 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 $250,000 training package is the same for a small business that might only have five sales reps, and they can get it for like 2,500 bucks. The difference is. I might have 10 or 20 other companies in that eight-week training program, but here's the thing. Like I said, everybody, when they log in, it feels like they're getting private training because they can't see anybody else, and it's, and it's super convenient, super interactive. But then the other thing, too, is this. I do record the sessions as they're happening, and then everybody has their own username and password that they can go back and rewatch the stuff on demand for an entire year. So they get the best of both worlds, the live and the on-demand versions with those. And then so then for the the next 10 months, then they can um, watch and rewatch whatever the the sessions that they're having trouble with or they need a refresher. Yeah, and, and every week it comes with a workbook that they that they print out, you know, you know, and a cheat sheet and all that stuff. Plus it comes with the scripts and, and all that, sure. But the thing is, is the, the, the real thing is this is that these one-hour workshops, I'm not a pie-in-the-sky, I said this before, I'm not a pie-in-the-sky or a theory guy. I'm going to show them exact steps that they can use. Let, can I just give you guys an example? Fire away. Would that be okay? Yeah, that would be great. So, 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 so the thing is this. Most salespeople, when they're, when, when, they're, when they're selling by phone, first of all, a lot of them these days don't even pick up the phone, right? They send out a bunch of emails, and they're hoping that they get something back. And email has its place for certain types of leads, and other leads, you're going to have to pick up the phone first, right? But when they do, they, they don't know what to say ahead of time. They just, they're just like being a captain wing it, and when the person answers the phone, they're like, hi, this is so-and-so from XYZ. We provide blah, 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 and I'd like to get on your calendar. Is next Tuesday or Thursday better for you? Right, because they, they were taught to say the the either or close, right. and then well, yeah, then they hear well, it's not really a good time, you know, maybe you know, just send me some information, and they're like, okay, when should I? When would be a better time? When should I call you back? When really, what happened was this: is they never peaked interest to begin with, so they're 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 thinking the the negative response they got is that the person's interest right now is really not a good time, so they're trying to set the next step. When the real problem is they never grab the person's attention, the other person does not see what's in it for them. And, and they're getting blown off. And then now we talked earlier about that fear of the phone. I mean, you keep selling like that. You have to do 60 to 100 dials a day. You keep getting rejected and rejected. I mean, after 30 days, they're looking for another job. But the problem is they go somewhere else and it's rinse and repeat. You know, so a, a real world example is I'm going to teach them how to peak interest in the first 30 seconds of a cold call. And, and it starts with knowing who your target audience is. What problems would they have to have in order to be interested in what you offer? You have to understand, every business is only in business because they solve specific problems for specific types of scenarios and situations, right? Right. So you have to know who buys from you. You have to know what problems does your product or service solve, and then you have to match up the KPI. I call it KPIs, key prospecting indicators. When you're building your list, you don't just randomly call people. Right? you got to build your list of people that are, that are pre-qualified as suspects. They meet the minimum requirements to where they could be potential suspects. So if you know that you sell to a specific vertical or industry, 
You know that you normally it has a certain company size, certain location, things of that nature. You know you normally start the conversation with somebody with a certain title. That doesn't mean they're a decision maker, but you know you can start the conversation with somebody, and you have to know how to what the pain point is that they would have to have in order for them to listen to you. Once you learn how to craft that and you use that formula to create your opening value statement, then it's much better than the, than the poor one I just gave you. So if you don't mind, I'll give you a brand new one the, the right way. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. As an example, all right. So and let's, I'll just use myself for example. So let's say I'm calling, I'm, I'm doing some prospecting. I found a company that meets the location, uh, industry, size, and I know that I'm, it, they have a team of at least 20 or so uh, um, uh, inside sales reps. I'm calling the sales director. And I would just do this. I, I would just go, um, uh, hey, Lee, this is Michael Padone with SalesBuzz.com. How are you? Good. Good. I'm Listen, the reason for my call, reason for my call, I specialize in helping outbound sales teams overcome call reluctance. And if I caught you at a good time, I'd like to ask you a few questions just to see if what we have to offer. Maybe it's some help to you. Would that be okay? Sure. Now, play hardball with me. Let's just say you, let's say you said no. Okay. I, I, got, I got someone in my office. Now's not a great time. Listen, I, I, I totally get it. Listen, I wouldn't be calling you if I didn't think if what I had to offer might be able to help your team. I just need to ask you a few questions first to be sure. Would that be okay? Uh, one question. Perfect. So let me ask you this. And now I'm right on into it. Now, that was you playing hardball, right? But the thing is this. The majority of the time when I'm doing that call – like you, you responded yes, you know, the first time. That's what I normally hear because I targeted it to my audience. If they're a sales director, and I know they have a, t a team of up to 20 sales reps or whatever, some of them are going to be having call reluctance, which means they're not hitting their numbers, which means that's affecting my director's bonuses and, and potential problems and headaches for them. So all they have to do is agitate that pain or scratch that itch. Next thing you know, they go, um, yeah, sure. I got a second. Go ahead. They're cautious, but that is all my opening value statement needed to do was to pique that interest just enough to get my foot in the door. And now the problem is this. Most salespeople, even if they do that, they don't know what to do next. They blow the call. They see they, even if you use an opening value statement that, that piques their interest, that opening value statement creates a window of opportunity. But if you don't know how to handle that opportunity, that window will come crashing down on your knuckles. And I find a lot of salespeople who handle inbound leads, they think if it's inbound, they're ready to buy. They're already buyers. They skip a bunch of steps, and then they get themselves being caught in a customer service role where they're, at, they're answering questions rather than asking them. And then it's just a, you know, they just hope for the best. You, you, this is the problem that I see with with a lot of salespeople today, and 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 really, I think the reason why it's happening is that the the companies, you know, the industries have shifted to where back in the day, I, listen, I've been a straight commission salesman for over twenty five years, so you had to. I didn't even I didn't even go to college. I barely graduated high school. Right. So, I mean, there was no backup plan. I had to make this work. And the only job I was getting, the most sales jobs were straight commission inside sales reps. You didn't sell that week. You didn't eat. So you had to really learn to tough it out. And, 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 you know, you, you know, that's how I, that diamond is made, right? You really got to get put in that pressure situation. But today, I think a lot of salespeople, they want that easy button. They have a night. Most of them get a salary that they can live off of. I think, you know, good or bad, I mean, uh, I think you need to hire people that that are motivated, that are self-motivated. They want to make a lot of money, but then you just got to provide them some easy ways to learn the right steps, and they're going to produce a lot of revenue for you. Well, if there's a company out there that has this kind of pain, uh, especially around, I guess, sales reluctance, 
and problem mm-hmm. recognition and they want to get a hold of you and, and take advantage of this great online training, what's the coordinates? Uh, salesbuzz.com is the best way to start. They can even take a free on-demand class right there, you, you know, so they can get a feel for the style and content. And if they like that, they'll love the live classes. Good stuff, Michael. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Yeah, man. Loved it. Thank all you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Tampa Business Radio.